Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning, Chief. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It is Kelly Bidler. The reason I'm laughing is because you see our chair right here next to me. Kelly is uh, battling his chair. <laughs> I don't know what he said. He might have cursed. I have no idea. He's very upset. Uh, we'll try to do, we'll try to do the show here without him for the first few minutes. Uh, coming up, Drew Dinsick on the NBA and the NFL draft. It's play-in season, baby. Play-ins got underway yesterday. Was it Roger Sherman from uh, The Ringer had a great tweet yesterday where he's like, they should be playing the NBA play-in in Dayton, Ohio. It's <laughs> just like the uh, first four in the uh, college basketball tournament. Drew Dinsick will talk both NBA and NFL draft with us. Bradley Porras will join me. I promised we'd talk college baseball, World Series futures. Uh, Brad and I uh, partnered last year to get to Ole Miss at 100-1. to 1. They won it all. It was a huge cash for us. And this year, um, I've made two bets. Thinking about making two more. Let you know the two that, that have been made. Brad does a great job of explaining the format as well, which is really what you need to know because college baseball, World Series Sort of gaming the game is what you need to know. So it really should inform the bets. But let you know what what we have bet here. Jake Hahn on the NHL playoffs. The NHL has three more days of the regular season remaining. And yet we only know one postseason series because three out of the four divisions still haven't been decided, including York. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, well, let's welcome in producer number nine, Kelly Bidlin. How you doing, man? You I'm good? I'm feeling very tall now. Feeling very <laughs> tall back here now. You won the battle? Hey, no, I didn't win the battle. I lost completely. Are you kidding me? I battled with like five chairs and lost. You don't yeah. look comfortable. We have a, No, thank you. It's very yeah. uncomfortable. It's yeah. very uncomfortable, but it's better for the, the camera shot. You're still you're still sweating your Vegas Golden Knights ticket. I am. They won four to one. I just checked yeah. the score. I might have forgotten to turn on that to turn that game on last night. <laughs> so we'll talk to Jay Khan about all things hockey. The Bruins set the points record yesterday after setting the the wins record the night before. What a, what a season! Will Hill joins us. William Hilliam talking uh, baseball with us, NBA, whatever he's betting, and Mike Pritchard, our own Mike Pritchard, uh, talking uh, NFL with us as well as the draft intrigue continues on a day to day basis. Let's start with. The play-in games from last night, the seven-eight games, and let's do them in chronological order. First of all, the Heat and the Hawks, with the Heat as five-point pre-flop favorites, just absolutely, apparently unaware that the game had started. Hawks got themselves a twenty-four-point lead in this ball game yesterday. Twenty-four-point lead. Um, the Heat did. The Heat got as close as six late. But sort of the betting intrigue of this was 
The Heat were down 15 at the half, and they were minus six to open in the second half. So for those of us who didn't have any pre-flop or in-games, the Heat were minus six down 15, and it was sort of an auto bet. And I ran to bet it. I'm like, Heat minus six, come on. They're going to come back in this game, which they did twice, but didn't work out. (laughs) So that line, that halftime line, went from minus six to minus eight and a half. Every human being had the same thought. A halftime line that moves two and a half points is monster. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. huge. And everybody lost, and the books won. Because the Heat, despite getting it to within six on two different occasions, end up losing by 11, Kelly, largely on the strength of the rebounding advantage of the Hawks. 63-39 to 39 on the boards, 22-6 to six on the offensive boards, 26-6 to six in second chance points. That is all you need to know, and as Ian Eagle very accurately described it. It's like every play was the same thing. The Hawks would miss a shot. Yep. The Heat couldn't figure out how to box them out. The ball would either go straight to a Hawks player or bounce to a Hawks player, and then either they would put it back in or or throw it to a, a driving teammate that would have an easy dunk or an easy layup. That was the whole game. Hawks win at 116-105. to 105. The Hawks become the number seven seed, and they will take on the Boston Celtics in a best of seven, two seven first round series. I think Clint Capella's stat line maybe just just sums it up perfectly. Please. 28 minutes played, 4 points, 0 for 4 from the free throw line, 2 blocks, 21 rebounds. It's the quintessential Capella <laughs> line right there. <laughs> 21 rebounds. Oh my god, he had eight offensive. Yeah, it was that that was the whole game. Yep. I mean, you just did the rebounding disadvantage, that was the entire game. It I I, I've been hating on this Miami team this whole year, but this is, you got 33 points from Kyle freaking Lowry. Yes, you did. 33 points. He, from, is that what he finished with? He, yeah, 33. He 33. Kept, he kept them in the game single-handedly. Single-handedly. Yeah. And you lost this game. You got 33 from Kyle Lowry at home, and you lost this game. Good luck. Good luck getting in the playoffs. I hope you make it in the playoffs, think, though, think so about I could bet against you ruthlessly. Think of it, which would have been the case if the Heat had won also, by the way. Um, if they had if they had played the Celtics, you would have also done the same thing. Oh, I totally. Say. Yes, I don't care if Celtics or Bucks. By the way, as many times as I said, oh, the seven eight game, the the winner is the seven seed. The nine ten game, the winner plays the loser of the seven eight. How many times did you have to remind yourself last night that it wasn't an elimination game? <laughs> yeah. In your head, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They get to play Friday again. Um, even for NBA obsessed me, yes, yes. you kind of have to remind yourself that. It was also great watching it with someone who isn't into the NBA, like Wishnev yesterday, because some of the things were just so interesting from a non-NBA perspective, which we'll get to. But So I'm in one of these, like, this last night was one of those nights where it just couldn't do anything right, right? So there was that, the second half bet. And then the Western Conference 7-8 game, where the T-Wolves closed as eight-point dogs. And remember, I said, okay, I'm going to wait for everybody to bet the Lakers up, and then I'm going to take the T-Wolves. Okay, well, I got the first part right. They bet the Lakers up. And then right as I'm about to bet the T-Wolves at plus eight, you ready for this? Carl Sack, who's been a guest on this show many times, who's Dr. Bob's NBA guy, who moves NBA lines probably more than anybody and has been probably the best NBA better over the years documented than anybody, he goes, Lakers minus eight. And I had too much respect, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. So I didn't bet it. And then when the T-Wolves went up 18 to 12 early, I'm like, man, I'm betting the T-Wolves on the money line, plus 174. So, again, anybody who tells you that these nights don't happen, they're lying. They do. So 
Minnesota gets up by as many as 15 points with 423 left in the third quarter. 15 points. They end up scoring nine total points in the last 11 minutes and 12 seconds of this game, including scoring zero points, zero, for six minutes, half of the entire fourth quarter from the 6.01 mark to the one-second mark or the .1 second mark, they score zero points in that span. Do you know how hard that is to do in an NBA game? To go scoreless in half a quarter? And so from 6.01, when they went up 95 to 88, that a seven-point lead on a Conley three with 6.01 left, the Wolves didn't score again until the Lakers took the lead on that Schroeder three that LeBron hit him with, in the, with 1.4 seconds left. And then Anthony Davis with the dumbest foul ever, fouling Conley in the corner. And for those who, who don't think that was a foul, that is always called in the NBA. Yeah. You got to let him land cleanly. Conley barely makes the first free throw. I mean, barely. Then sinks the second and third. We go to overtime. And it looked like in overtime, by the way, 98-98 at that point, it looked like the Lakers were going to cover the pre-flop at one point in overtime. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And at the very end, I remembered you, Kelly, because you had you had the best line on the Lakers. Lakers minus six. Yeah. So Davis, you know, the ridiculous foul where they fouled Davis with the Lakers up five in garbage time at the very last moment. And I said to Wishnev, I go, okay, this is big for Kelly because he needs Davis to hit both, and then he needs to withstand a nonsense three-point heave of some of kind. And I said to him, I go, Davis ain't hit both of these. <laughs> he hit one of two, and you pushed that bet, but you lost the other I, one. I had, I had six, seven, and then I bet Lakers live, too. Like, I think I talked about that on the show, but that's almost always how I do my NBA betting. So I, I, did, I did get a live money line. It, it basically worked out to about even because the six was my big bet. So, yeah, when AD went to the line, though, I was, like you, I was like, just give me one, AD. I'll be happy with a push. Get me out of here, man. Get me out of here. So, again, over that six-minute span where the T-Wolves didn't score, they were 0 for 8 from the field, 0 for 6 from 3. And the second half, an overtime free throw disparity in favor of the Lakers. Oh, boy. 17 to 3. Mm -hmm. Felt like the Lakers were in the bonus with Uh, with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. I was like, really? We're going to call that, too? I mean, come on. They had, uh, look, this is where, this is the game kind of where the, the handicap played out of where we thought the Lakers were going to dominate, uh, or I thought they were going to kind of dominate the Timberwolves on the glass. That ended up, you know, pretty much playing out. 48 rebounds as compared to, compared to 37. Not quite the disparity that we saw in Atlanta, Miami. Uh, but, you know, that's where they had their problems. And then Anthony Edwards, man, you might need to go watch yourself in that movie Hustle again to gain some confidence back for because th- three for seventeen from the field and over well, nine. Think about that. T Wolves did it. Ba- they did it without Gobert. They did it without McDaniel's. They basically did it without Anthony Edwards. Should have won that game. So the 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 spread, excuse me, the series lines now on those respective series, the Hawks and the Celtics. Celtics are massive favorites in that series. Do you want to bet this in any way? Do you want to bet an exact score? Celtics minus 1,000 to be exact. Hawks plus 650 at DraftKings. No, nothing here, Gil, but I will be playing. Uh, I will probably be playing Hawks here and there throughout this series. I think they're going to give the Celtics more trouble than. Because they can score. It, th- this, is, this is a tougher matchup for Boston than Miami would have been. Because when opinion. the Miami offense goes away, boy, does it go away. It really does. And then you've got, I, I, I think, Capella, that size down low. Robert, I mean, Robert Williams is great. Is great, but the, he's he's not seven foot one like Capella is. It's always a tough match 
on the boards, and they've got multiple guys who can score. And then here's the one that I, I've, I was asking hypothetically for about a week. Okay, if the Grizzlies end up playing the Lakers, what's that line going to be? Well, here's your answer. Grizzlies minus 125, Lakers plus 105. Yeah, what I say yesterday, like Grizzlies minus 170 I was hoping for because yeah. I was hoping to bet on the Lakers. That I, I ain't getting that chance. I believe I had this one right. Yeah, this is because th- the Lakers get too much respect. They do. And I like I actually like them a little bit in this series, but I'm not playing it at plus 105. Because you like the matchup specifically yeah. against the Grizzlies? Yeah, look, Steven Adams, he's going to be out for the rest of the playoffs, yeah. it sounds like. It's, t- it's going to be a tough matchup on the boards. But we'll talk to Drew about it. I know he likes the Grizzlies. We'll talk to Drew, see if he's steadfast about the Grizzlies, see if he has any thoughts on tonight's 9-10 games. As Roger Sherman said, should have been from Dayton, Ohio. 9-10 games in the NBA. We'll talk NFL draft with him next. Numbers Gabe Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Five two two forty seven hundred. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Billen. Kelly, do you see we uh, we spoke Mount Castle into existence yesterday? Mount Castle. I got so many tweets about it. It's awesome. Two Thank homers. You. Thank you everybody out there. Two homers. Nine RBI against the Athletics. Three run ding dong, and then a grand slam to break it open. I had no. I'm sitting there watching NBA. I had no idea, obviously. And then like my phone just starts banging with banging with tweets about Mount Castle. I like pull up his <laughs> stat line. Awesome. I'm like, whoa, okay, that's pretty good. So it's funny. It's happened two other times in the history of that franchise that someone had nine RBI. I remember when Eddie Murray did it in 1985. He had three homers, as I recall, and nine RBI. And I remember one of his teammates. Don't ask me who, because my memory's not that good. I was a kid, but one of his teammates. I remember the comment he made to Eddie Murray was. Nice month you had last night, 
which is exactly what Mount Castle did. Nice month you had last night. Awesome. We'll try to speak something else into existence. Drew Densick joins us, ladies and gentlemen. He's the host of not one, but two podcasts. The Deep Dive, of course, which he does with Andy Molitor, and NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast. He's at whale underscore capper. How you doing, Drewski? What's happening, man? Oh, nothing bad. Uh, doing tremendously well. Uh, the uh, Thankfully, the, the Masters is behind us and uh, settled all debts and, and uh, paid everyone up there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and uh, we could focus on uh, the NBA playoffs, so, which is so far so far off to an amazing start. So, so. that uh, didn't go well, is what you're saying, the Masters? Uh, no. And what was especially frustrating is I had sort of a macro thesis of, you know, I'm going to look at every single matchup and I'm just going to fire away on, you know, the guys who had the PM, Thursday PM, uh, you know, uh, Friday AM versus yeah, with the wave advantage. Yeah. Um, and that manifests, but somehow I just got absolutely obliterated in the, uh, in the matchups. And then of course, Rory McIlroy was kind of my only outright horse and that didn't turn out great. So yeah, the masters, uh, thankfully is over. Do y'all know that he is, by the way, shout out to, I don't know if he wants me to tell him who he is, but do y'all know that Rory's girlfriend lives up by Oak Hill. And, mm-hmm. like, he's super familiar with that course for the PGA Championship. Oh, watch out. I got girlfriend intel. There you go. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> All right, like, Wes so, Reynolds, calm down. So I'm just saying, like, because everybody's down on Rory now, don't be down on him come next major. Next, okay. next We're gonna month. Learn, you're going to learn something about Rory one way or the other. Either he's yes. got amazing mental resilience and he can bounce back on, on the fly, or this is going to take a while to overcome because it didn't feel like he's a guy that's ready to just get back right on the saddle and play some golf. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting month for him. Or or Augusta's, we were talking about this a little earlier in the week, or Augusta's in his head, right? This whole it, Rory slam thing. Like yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk NBA since that went well for you. You you, you did well last night. The first of the two playing games, the seven eights. Yeah, those were really really solid. Uh, very very happy with the outcomes there. I was heavy staked on the unders. I took some all unders. Everything came through. All unders in the in the uh, Lakers game survived overtime, which never happens. So oh, I did. Uh, yeah. yeah, I did neglect to say that Kelly. Of, of all my bad bets, I did have the in game under on the Lakers, which did survive oh. the overtime. Oh, it yeah. did. Oh, good. yeah, which did survive good. the overtime. So that one worked out, thankfully. Um, still played the whole thing wrong otherwise. Um, okay, what about these series prices? Now, obviously, the Celtics are massive favorites against the Hawks. So I'm not going to expect you to, to play that. But how do you think you might play the Celtics-Hawks 2-7 best of seven first-round series in the East? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't have a, a strong read on what to do with this uh, market right now. Um, I agree in general that the Celtics ought to be prohibitive favorites in the series. So I don't take exception to the Hawks being plus 650 to come through. Um, I don't think the Hawks match up especially well with the Celtics. And, you know, congratulations to, you know, beating the Heat last night. The Heat, who couldn't hit a three point shot if you, uh, you know, if you, if you gave them a w- absolutely wide open look, it was unbelievable. But uh, Celtics are not going to, uh, you know, afford them those opportunities because the Celtics hit their threes uh, and they do it in style. So uh, this is going to be pretty quick work. Uh, I could see a sweep, I could see 4 1. Um, and, you know, I mean, it, there are some aspects of the Hawks you know, kind of strengths, particularly offensively, what Trey Young is doing that play well for playoff basketball, if you want to put it, you know, kind of succinctly. Um, and, you know, if he could, if he steals a couple of games, I don't think any of us should be surprised. I'm much more interested to see what the Celtics do in terms of some rotation decisions, how they utilize, uh, you know, White and Brogdon off the bench versus, you know, they've used the White as a starter a lot this season, even though I think his you know, kind of most ideal role would be a six man with Robert Williams in the starting lineup. So interested to see what Missoula does with some of his rotation decisions, interested to see what, uh, um, 
you know, realistically, what's what's the vibe like between uh, Jalen Brown and and the Celtics organization? Uh, I don't know that that's going to manifest in this series. That's something that more that feels like Eastern Conference Finals finals in terms of rearing its ugly head and being a, a factor if the Celtics aren't doing well. But, um, you know, I don't think you can ignore whatever is going on with them from a sort of a an, an internal um you know, everybody getting along type of, uh, uh, you know, angle there. The, um, I will say that just in general, like the, any kind of playoff basketball handicapping, <laughs> uh, you have to approach the regular season, in my opinion, with an advanced player based analytical model. If you're coming up with fairs and you're betting game in game out, but you almost have to throw that entire approach out the window when you get to a playoff series, because it entirely becomes, uh, either market-based or just in general, like understanding what a team's adjustments are going to be, whether or not they're going to work, uh, when they're going to deploy those adjustments over the balance of the series, because every NBA playoff series is kind of like this coach has to solve a puzzle of how to ultimately, you know, just, you know, routinely four times go and beat this other team. Um, and that's not easy. And some teams match up so well that you think, okay, well, this is going to take a full seven games for every, you know, for this to be solved. It may never be solved. It may just come down to luck at the fourth quarter of the, you know, the, the final game here. Um, but, uh, you know, at the, you, you kind of have to take a very different approach to handicapping series and NBA game by game in the playoffs than you do in the regular series and the right regular season. And, you know, you get, things are streaky. Uh, you know, I definitely don't, uh, uh, you know, hold any, uh, um, you know, strong expectations of having success or, you know, or, or ultimately, uh, uh, taking some L's over the balance of any series. Cause you know, if you have, if you come into a series with prior, you know, with, with priors that are just way off market and, uh, you know, Grizzlies, uh, you know, Grizzlies, uh, what was the good example? Grizzlies warriors last year was probably the best example I could think of in current time. Um, and you bet the Grizzlies every game. Eventually, you know, you win some and eventually it, you know, the, the, the warriors solved the Grizzlies and it was over. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's a much more different animal, uh, handicapping and betting the NBA playoffs in the regular season. So, and, and rotations shrink as well. And so there's a whole bunch sure, of different things sure. in the alchemy. So I guess that was your way of saying, don't ask me about the Grizzlies Lakers series. Right? <laughs> well, no, I, yeah. I, cause you love one, the, you love the Grizzlies, no don't you? Yes. This one makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, my fair is about minus two twenty Grizzlies. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is, uh, this I'm is not, Lakers market stuff, right? This is all this is. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you're look, you have odds up on the screen right now from DraftKings. Um, you know, some of the, some of the shops that'll take a big bet right now are more like in the minus 150 range for the Grizzlies. Even that I think is a bettable number. Um, I don't think this is going to be a runaway for the Grizzlies, but I certainly don't rate the Lakers as, uh, as dangerous a team as the market right now. Um, they, you know, they're going to be a tough out. Uh, you know, this is going to be a competitive series. LeBron James in the playoffs is never easy to eliminate. Um, but this does have a lot of whiffs of Suns Grizzlies from two years ago. The officiating is always an issue when LeBron is on the court. <laughs> but I, but it, is, it is one of these. Well, by the way, I didn't mean to say, uh, I didn't yeah, mean to say, you know, yeah. that this is going to be a runaway. I don't mean that. What I mean by that is, yeah. you know, that this is all Lakers. We know how public a team the Lakers are. But it is one of these things where you, how many times do you have to watch this basketball team, talk about the Lakers, and finally convince yourself, you know what, maybe they're just not that good at basketball. Yeah, I don't know that that's, I mean, they're, like that was the thesis 
in November of last, you know, of two years ago. And for whatever reason, the market held them up as realistic competitors in the West until they were ultimately eliminated from play in consideration. Uh, and that never made sense to me. And this year has been a little different. Like the market, you know, some 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 market makers were clearly like, okay, we learned the Lakers are no good anymore, uh, and they've been a little bit on, under the radar for a lot of the later portion of the season, particularly when they retooled that roster, uh, put a couple shooters on the floor. Austin Reeves emerged as a total surprise, mm-hmm. uh, and in general, they just have a little bit more balance. Their bench is is horrifically poor; like they're getting virtually nothing out of except for Schroeder hitting that shot last night. They get virtually nothing out of their bench, uh, and in general, uh, going up against the Grizzlies who have three absolute dynamic offensive players and John Morant, Bain and JJJ going, you know, and, and in general, just defensive switchability and flexibility. And, you know, you know, the, the refs, I, you know, I don't hold the Lakers and refs thing high. Uh, the Lakers, you know, they go for that contact. They, you know, they force the refs to make a decision. They should be credited with that. Not, you know, assume that it's some sort of conspiracy. So, um, you know, it should be a good fun series, but I would say Grizzlies four one 17 to three free throw discrepancy second <laughs> half in overtime last night i'll just point that out um lakers are plus 550 to win the west i mean come on man what are we doing yeah, it's, um it's kind of crazy we'll come back play in games tonight 9 10 at least an elimination game not a play-in game because the winner will play the loser of last night's game on friday we'll get drew's thoughts on that and the nfl draft next numbers game visa the sports betting network a numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. There's a lot to bet on in the next 30 days, and for a limited time, you can subscribe to VSIN for only $9.99. That gets you insight into daily baseball best bets, NBA and NHL playoffs, the Kentucky Derby, and the upcoming NFL draft. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Also, a top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now for only $9.99. It's $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin's here as well. By the way, clarification, clarification, because you called me Wes Reynolds. I, I don't know who's married and who has girlfriends. It's Rory's wife who's from there, <laughs> not his girlfriend. So let me let me not act like I was starting a rumor about it. But his 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 wife is from that area of the yes. country. And so he's literally there during the wintertime, like hitting balls in the snow and everything. He's, he's always there. So he's super familiar with that course, but it's not. You his, almost started a fire. It's not his man. girlfriend; it's his wife. Everybody, <laughs> it's not a sort of thing on the side. All right, Drew Dinsick, uh, nice enough to and kind enough to join us here for a second segment uh, at Whale underscore Capper Deep Dive Podcast, also the Bet the Edge Podcast at NBC Sports. Real quick, because I want to get to your NFL draft thoughts, but let's just let's try to do a rapid fire. Playing uh, again; these are they're technically called playing games, but it's really elimination games tonight between the nine yeah. and ten. The loser's done. The winner will play the Heat in the Eastern Conference and will play the Timberwolves in the Western Conference on Friday night to determine who will be the eighth seed. So we have the two games tonight. The uh, the 9-10 is the Bulls and the Raptors in the East. That begins the festivities. And then the Pelicans, Sans Zion, who, uh, my goodness, I don't even know what to make of his quotes anymore, where he's like, you know, I'm physically, I feel fine, but uh, I'm just not, I just don't feel like I'm Zion which sounds like he has like a mental health issue, but that's not what he's trying to say. It's that he he doesn't feel confident, I guess, that his injury is healed. Like, I don't really get it. But anyway, he's not playing. Thunder and Pelicans tonight. Pelicans favored by five and a half, though this has been ticking a little down. Any thoughts on either of these? Uh, yeah, these are interesting markets and you saw some pretty heavy steam on both of these unders after yesterday's games. Um, I think the steam to the under is probably a little bit of an overreaction. 
Um, yesterday's games were unique because they were not elimination play in games, but they did have sort of one and done playoff feel to them, which is to say the pace really, really slowed down in the fourth quarter. Um, you saw a little bit of tired legs considering how, you know, some of the, the, uh, starter minutes were up and you know, just in general, like defense turns into a grind in the fourth quarter of these kind of game seven feel. Um, however, uh, there was an incentive for the teams that were, uh, you know, that, you know, team like the heat game, for example, <clears throat> if that was a true elimination game, like with four minutes to go, the heat are fouling and there are probably 20 points, 25 points in the Great final point. two, three minutes of that game. Yeah. Mm. Um, but because it was like, okay, well, we got, we got one more chance to get the eight seed. Um, you know, they really kind of took their, you know, they, they, you know, they just let the game kind of run out. Um, and you know, so I would caution anyone who feels like, oh, unders are automatic. Uh, they're automatic in the seven, eight. And I think we're, we've had six of these now. And I want to guess they're probably six and oh, I think I've played the under in all of them just on the basis of there's a long tail with the idea of one team being far ahead and the other team just packing it in for the next game. Um, but the, uh, the nine ten is not necessarily like that. You know, this is a little bit of gravy for these teams at this point, they have a long road to get into the playoffs cause they have to win now to, you know, this game and then a game on the road on a quick turnaround. So, um, and at the same time, you know, if Chicago's down by five, six points, which the market says they ought to be towards the end of this game, you could see, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of trips to the free throw line for the, uh, towards the end of this one that really kind of helps surcharge that scoring. So of anything on the board tonight, I'm looking at that over two twelve between Chicago and Toronto. Um, Chicago is worth noting is a pretty decent road team. Uh, it's also worth noting that they have a pretty solid bench. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, they're going to be able to put together a pretty competitive effort, stay in this game. I would expect their starters get beat by the, uh, Raptors starters when they're head, head to head there and the Raptors ultimately win this one. Um, but I think it'll be a competitive contest for a lot of this game. And I think, uh, you know, both teams could get into the, uh, you know, could break 110 here. So uh, I see a total closer to 220 than 212 and a half. So over in Chicago, Toronto is the one that really sticks out to me. Uh, if there's any more under steam on Oklahoma City, New Orleans, I'm going to have to take that over as well. I think New Orleans is the right side. I don't really want to be involved with the over there because realistically, if you can just put two players on Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, and make anyone else beat you offensively on the thunder, then the thunder are going to completely dry up in terms of offense. So fourth quarter is probably going to look like that. Uh, maybe circle a first half over in Oklahoma city, New Orleans, and just expect that, uh, New Orleans turns up the defensive screws in the fourth quarter and, and, uh, and really helps kind of separate themselves there. But, uh, I would lean Pelicans, uh, at the current number five and a half. I think that should be six. Uh, and I would lean over 226 and a half, but I think first half makes a better bet. All right, NFL draft. Where do you stand on the number one pick Ooh. now? Where are your current thoughts? Well, all the mail says it's Bryce Young, and all the mail is coming from teams that are not the Panthers. So I don't really have a strong read that that's like a high, a high level of certainty here. Um, if I had to tell you things that are, you know, kind of in the realm of certainty, um, the Texans draft board looks pretty solidified. Uh, they have Bryce young one with the bullet. Their QB two sounds like it's will Levis and there's a gap between one and two, um, which makes things interesting because if the male, you know, if, if, if the Texans are, if, if other teams and other info people out there are all kind of saying it's Bryce young to the Panthers. And they're saying that because they're getting calls from the Texans who are shopping the two pick because they don't think their quarterback's going to be there. 
that creates a lot of interesting uncertainty at the top of the board. So let me, um, let me just interject to that. One. Let me just interject yeah. and ask this a different way. Two weeks and a day yeah. before the draft, have you ever felt less certain about everything? Yeah, well, the Baker Mayfield draft, certainly. Um, this time last year, Aiden Hutchinson was the favorite, but a lot of people kind of already had the news that Walker was the guy. Uh, I think I had some Walker 33 to one in pocket and we were just kind of holding on for dear life that that was going to be correct info. Yeah. We had um, a lot, we had a lot of bets by this time last year. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Well, yeah. there was a lot more markets this time last yep. year. And Oh, by the way, like I hate to, I, I don't want to be like somebody who shames sports books. Like, you know, I, I appreciate that we have opportunities to bet and stuff like that, but boy, did they whiff not opening limits and getting more markets up this year. Cause like, there was a good two week cycle there where CJ Stroud was minus 400 or something like that. Like if you're right, if you're just writing big tickets at minus four and people are like, Oh, it's, it's a guarantee certainty. Like let's just play, play into CJ Stroud minus four. Like you would be, you would have massive equity well, right he, now. That's, that was uh, sort of my point yesterday, which is we had Chrissy on Chris Andrews, not going to put he, at this point, he doesn't plan on putting any NFL draft props up. Sure. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, just because we've we've won the draft in previous years doesn't mean we're going to win every year, right? Like, there are going to be years where we will lose and maybe lose our shirt in some respects. So that's, I guess that was, that's the one big counter to all of that. There's two we's here. There's we, the players broadly, and then there's the, the handful of sharps who have <laughs> in, you know, information yeah. in this market. But like, I feel like in a cycle where there's multiple favorites, like last year's NFL draft, where you have five, six guys at the top, if you're writing minus tickets on guys that ultimately go off plus 500 plus 800, like you as a sports book, you should be laughing and like, I can't wait for the next draft. Like you've mismanaged your risk horrifically. If you're not writing, you know, if you're, if you're not writing tickets in a market, that's, you know, hugely, uh, you know, hugely fragile. And, you know, for the last month, or really since the, whenever the Panthers trade happened, what was that like uh, beginning of March? Mm-hmm. So yeah, for about a month now, the operating assumption was CJ Stroud's going to go one Bryce Young's going to go two. there's going to be an arms race for the third pick, which is going to be another quarterback. And then probably another quarterback fourth. Well, if you were writing tickets for a month under that assumption and now like entirely different set of circumstances may break if Bryce Young goes first and all of a sudden now Houston's like, well, you know, we like Levis, but we're not going to take him too. We maybe we'll, we'll see and wait and see if he's there 12. Uh, we'll try to trade two. Uh, and oh, 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 by the way, now the second and the third pick are both like teams that are aggressively trying to trade out. Uh, they may end up just having to stick and pick defensive players. So you could have a scenario where it goes QB defense, defense, uh, and then CJ Stroud slides to four. Uh, and you know, CJ Stroud going four right now, or at least yesterday, I haven't looked at the market today, but yesterday he was like 35 to one to go forth. I thought that was absolutely insane. Uh, I think, you know, realistically swinging on some of the long shot prices of defenders to go second and third makes sense because everybody's assuming that there will be trades. Well, I get, I, you know what the worst bets I've ever made in the draft of my life far. That's where I assumed there was going to be a trade. Like there, there is absolutely, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Th- there's yeah. absolutely no reason to do that. Let me, let me uh, ask you I, one last yeah. question. Cause we only have 30 seconds. What, give me the thing you are the most certain of. Like what's the bet that you have that you're like, okay, this one, I feel super confident about. There's so little known right now. I think you are honestly swinging away for anything double double digit swing away on double digit prices for for the for the the uh the uncertain to happen um and again like there's so little liquidity even in the number one overall market that it's hard to get a big bet down and so i'm just i'm literally just trying to find exotic stuff to 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 
put into, you know, bigger tickets. Got it. That's where we are. Two weeks, just roughly two weeks and one day uh, ahead of the 2023 NFL draft. And I think we'll have a roller coaster between now and then. <laughs> like what we're talking about now will not be the common sentiment a week from now. Most yeah, likely. No, I agree with that. That's how this goes. Drew, always a pleasure. Enjoy the play-in games tonight. So over in the Oklahoma City Thunder game. Over in the Raptors. Over, over two, in the Raptors two, game. Two, over 212. Over yeah. 212 in the Raptors game. Pardon me, not touching the over in the other one. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. We'll come back. Hey, best. College World Series. Bets next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Call your shot every Wednesday at BetMGM, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place a $25 home run prop wager on any game, and you'll receive a $10 bonus bet. Simply log into your account and opt in or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to swing for the fences on MLB Call Your Shot Wednesdays. It's just one more reason why the king of sportsbooks is the best place to bet on baseball. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject uh, subject rather to qualification and eligibility requirements. Pardon me. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. It's Gil Alexander. When uh, we were talking, Kelly, with uh, Drew, and I was mentioning the Pelicans game tonight, the 9-10 against the Thunder, mentioned that Zion won't be playing. Um, just to really quickly go back in time, he got voted for the All-Star game, but then he went down with a hamstring injury on January 2nd, before the game was played, mm-hmm. you know, more than a month. Then it's been a slog of delays. The Pelicans initially said he'd be reevaluated in three weeks. Then they took a month before saying he'd be reevaluated again after the All-Star break. And there was a re-aggravation at some point. Less than a week later, he pronounced out for multiple weeks after re-aggravation. And then he was given two more weeks the next month. Now, they thought he'd return to court act- on-court activities on March 22nd, still be out for two more weeks. There was still hope he'd be in the play-in game tonight. 
And then the ship sailed two weeks after March 22nd. So here is Zion on Zion. Uh, if I feel like Zion, I'll be out there. Is it, is it kind of shocking that it's taken this long? Is that kind of shock you a little bit? Um, I wouldn't say shocking. I would just say uh, just the team and myself just being extra cautious so it doesn't happen again. What, what do you feel like you can do on the court right now? Uh, I can pretty much do everything, but it's just a matter of the level that I was playing at before uh, my hamstring. And I'm just, I'm just a competitor. I don't want to go out there and be in my own head and affect the team when I can just be on the sideline supporting them more. Because, you know, as I know myself. If I, if I was to go out there, uh, I would be in my head. I would be in my head. Like I would make, I would hesitate on certain moves, and that could affect the game. You ever watch Batman? And ever when the when the villain was the Riddler, and he would speak in riddles. <laughs> That's I just don't. The man is speaking in riddles. I have no idea. Like I don't know what that means. Yeah. So, just if they get knocked out tonight, let's just say he will have played a total of 114 regular season games and zero postseason games in four seasons. And this year's 29 games played would be the second highest total of his career. Yeah. And remember, he's got an extension. He's got a five-year, $193 million contract extension. He's so good. It's it's, it's hard to play armchair you yeah. know, therapist here, but it's, there's clearly something going on with him, and it's it's – I mean, he's in his own head already before even getting back on the court, right? Like, you're worried about your freezing up out on the court and that possibly costing you, but, like, Zon, you're the best player on the team, man. You got to be out there. I mean, if if what he's trying to say is, like, he's got a bit of just mental fear. Like, again, if you had a major leg injury, some of us have, and you get back on the sport, you play the sport that you injured it in, there is an acclimation period of like two, three months where you're like, oh, I remember how I ruptured that. I'm not going for that drop shot kind of thing, right? So for him, maybe that's it, but it, it doesn't come out that way. It doesn't sound right. like that. Just say that, I guess. But I, I guess you don't want to say that. that. I, I don't, yeah, I, I I don't, don't know, know, but I think that's clearer at least. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Anyway, he's not playing. <laughs> There's that. Brad Boris joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Famously, uh, we uh, we bet Ole Miss last year at 100 to one. We had four College World Series bets. He joins us now, former ball player at the University of Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. How you doing, Brad? Hey, Gil. Let's go home, man. I'm doing great. You know, coming off a little machine pitch, little league game last night. You know, some college baseball going. Kelly Bidlin over there made the Lakers sound like free money, so he gave me a heart attack. <laughs> he gave but, you a heart you know. attack. That's right. It's Kelly's yeah. fault, not yeah. the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's so let's just look at the big board first here. LSU is the short shot to win the College World Series. They're plus four fifty. Wake, Wake Forest nine to one, and then everybody beginning with Tennessee and Florida double digits. Moving on. Before we get to the bets that you and I have made here, can you explain mm-hmm. the format? Because this is this is unlike anything else in sports. Because like politics plays a part. Please explain. Yeah, for sure. So. When you think of it just like the March Madness, except it's not, you know, single elimination. Like they do, they split it up into regionals and it's the best of 64 tournament, right? But they do the, they do 16 national seeds. And those 16 national seeds that are decided off of RPI um, and kind of a committee just getting together and deciding who should go. But some of the thing that plays into those 16 national seeds is, who has the facilities and the ballpark and who will 
draw the best crowds and bring the most people out for the ratings and pack the stadiums and stuff. They do those factors do play into the 16 national seats. So politics do play in. And but if, um, 16 and if, national seats. Go ahead. Yeah, no. And if you recall, Ole Miss like lost mm-hmm. in the Ole Miss 100 to one. Is remember one of the regionals last year was in Miami, and there were hurricanes. Yes. And there was a point where we thought that entire regional was going to get canceled and that Miami was just going to advance, right? Exactly. They were just going to advance Miami because they want to advance the higher seeds, the national seeds, and for ratings and the better teams that have done better for the year. We thought they were just going to advance them. So that that would have been horrible. But but in those 16 seeds, they'll host the regional. And then whoever wins the regional – uh, the higher seed, obviously, if you know one of the 16 seeds wins, uh, will host a super regional. Whoever they get matched up against um, for a super regional. So, the higher your national seeding is, the better chance you have to host your regional, and then hopefully host a super regional. So, a best of three series after um, the regional bracket. But it's it's set up essentially like the college basketball, but it's you know best two out of or you get you know double elimination tournaments. Okay. Um, essentially in the regional, super regional, yeah. So we, we usually make our plays during the conference tournaments right before the College World Series brackets are formed. But in this case, we've, we've made two long shot plays, and some of this will be informed by what you were just talking about. And folks can get better numbers than we got. Let's start with one of those. I tee it up for you. Uh, pick whichever of the two already made, and you can describe why. Okay. We, uh, we got sucked into it again, just like last year. But we are going with the Texas Longhorns. Uh, we got them, what, like 60? 60, 60 to 1, Gil? 60 to 1. Uh, 60 to 1. And that, one of the big factors is the politics. The politics. I mean, who, I mean, the Longhorn Network, the Texas Longhorns, Texas Longhorn Baseball. The committee will love to see those, you know, the big marquee names. They will try and put them in the top 16. The Longhorns should very well on their own be able to get one of the top 16 seeds. But if they're kind of on the bubble, I don't see why the committee just doesn't give it to them, give it to them. And so that will put us in the driver's seat for hosting a regional and then hopefully maybe a super regional. Along with, I think the Longhorns pitching is, is, is good enough. They have two good starters. They have a good midweek starter, LeBaron Johnson Jr., who in those double elimination tournaments, if you do drop one and you need to continue playing on, you need to have deep pitching because it like it ain't single elimination. You're gonna have to you you can afford to lose what three times or so and still win the national championship. I think it's so four. You have deep pitching. I, I think it's four. four. Yeah, you can afford to lose four times and I think you can still win it. Yeah, so you need yeah. deep pitching. Pitching is very important, obviously. Okay. So. And so, again, you probably, I think DraftKings has a better number on the Longhorns than even 60 to 1 is currently. So, so shop around for these. Not every book has them. And then the other one, because we had Texas as one of our four last year, this one is going to sort of come out of nowhere to people. But you believe that there is a possibility to host a region with this team? Yeah, for sure. The, the Campbell Campbells. Campbell Camels. Uh, they're a mid-major. We got them what eighty-five to one, I believe. We got seventy-five uh, to one. Man. We didn't. We didn't quite get the eighty-five. Dang. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "There's the eighty-five, Gil." You know, you were taking a couple naps, but uh, <laughs> but no, seventy-five. <laughs> That's my fault. Yeah. No, no, you're good. Seventy-five to one, still really good. They're prop. They're they're the best mid-major in, in the country. 
They have two, again, starting pitching, very important. They have two very good starting pitching. They, if you followed college baseball last year, they got, I mean, I can't say bad word, but they didn't get played any favors last year getting put in Tennessee's regional. And they still went toe-to-toe with the, the Tennessee Volunteers, who were by far clearly the best team in the country all season long. This team, they did lose their best player from last year's team, but it really hasn't slowed them down. I think their pitching's a little bit better. They're experienced. They're seasoned. They, I don't know if they may. They may not lose a game or only lose one or two more games for the rest of the year if their conference is really soft in the Big South. So, Love it. Campbell Camels, they'll make a run. Excited about both we are. Uh, we'll have two more yep. come conference tourney time, but we're waiting for better numbers, so we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate it, man. Good All talking right. to you. Yeah. Bradley, no Bradley Porus, everybody. College baseball. The promise has been paid off. We'll come back. One hockey postseason series is established. We'll talk about that and the final three days of the regular season with Jake Hahn next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.